Over 5 million Americans filed for unemployment this week. That's in addition to the 22 million who have filed since the start of the pandemic. But as high as that number is, it may underestimate the actual number of jobs lost. David Berger is professor of economics at Duke University. He says the problem begins with filing for benefits. I don't know if you've tried to file for unemployment recently, but it's, you know, my wife has and I, you know, it's kind of been eye-opening as an economist and I'm seeing how it actually works. It can be a bit of a disaster. So, you know, typically the take-up rates, meaning the fraction of people who actually are eligible who actually get unemployment is usually only 50 to 70%. So we're like, you know, around between 15 and 20% unemployment rates right now, which is, I mean, way higher than we've ever had since the Great Depression. And that is unprecedented. You said it since the Great Depression. Yeah, since the 30s. I mean, you know, and then in the mid 70s and the 80s recession, things went up to about 11 percent. Just to get like a better sense of um, the scale of this, do you have any numbers top of mind uh, to compare to from the recession in 2008? These are it's significantly more. I want to say at least 40 percent more. And I think the bigger issue is the velocity. I mean, just to put in perspective, the first week, three weeks ago, when we started seeing really big claims, you know, six million a, a week. I mean, that's roughly speaking the same amount of job loss we saw, you know, for the first six months of the Great Recession. So stuff we were seeing in one week was stuff was taking six months. And part of the problem is, you know, now we have to get unemployment through the states because the way unemployment insurance works, they tax employers um, in good times. And so then they use that money to fund unemployment insurance. But like some states, like in North Carolina, the max benefit you can get is $350 a week. And so it's really exposed a lot of like cracks in the system because I mean, particularly with some of these new rules, like they're, they're very well set up, A, to be stingy about benefits. And then moreover, you know, all these new exceptions for sort of like contingent workers, rideshare workers, things like that they're not set up for. They just don't have the infrastructure and then people aren't at work. And so, you know, people are calling and sitting on hold for two hours and then it hangs up. So, I mean, it's, it's a disaster. Yeah, it's very complicated and, and it's revealing a lot of flaws within the system and the relationship between the federal and state regulations. Absolutely. I mean, we, we defer to the states for these programs. I mean, just to, con- con- you know, contrast, say, Canada... They have this benefit called CREB, where basically every week they're just depositing $500 to everyone. And it's supposed to be this honor system. And it, you know, it shows up one day later. None of the de- in administrative delays like we have in the United States with like physical checks with people's signatures on them. I mean, it's amazing. So I wanted to jump back to what you were saying about part-time workers or gig workers, um, also people who are undocumented. Do the current numbers account for any of that? Um, and if not... How can we try and get more accurate numbers around that? The numbers are not accurate. I mean, particularly for undocumented workers. I mean, it's just very difficult to ask them in any, even in good times, to liaise with the state. So it's very difficult to get good numbers on that. For the gig workers, historically, I mean, they're supposed to be eligible. However, you know, given that they're typically not eligible, it's likely that many of their claims are being denied. So hopefully, the idea hopefully would be that the they are applying, so they would show up in the initial claims. They're claiming it, but they may not be actually getting the benefits. So I, I think we're probably picking up the gig workers, but the undocumented workers were almost certainly not. What are what do you think are some of the easier thresholds that the the country can overcome to make sure that people can sign up, and thereby getting a more accurate reading of who is unemployed. I mean, I think at the state level, because these are all done at the state level, they just have to be way, whatever the institutional bottlenecks are, I mean, like that's kind of the checks that they're doing, they need to just override them and just give the benefits and then we can check later. Send the money and ask questions later. 
Well, David, thank you so much for helping to break down a very complicated issue and uh, giving us more insights into uh, what's working, what's not. Sure. Happy to do it. Uh, thanks for doing things like this.